Hey, hey, welcome in. Happy Wednesday. Good to see y'all. Daniel Vega's in the house. What's going on, Daniel? Good to see you. Who else we got in here? Where are you guys tuning in from? Happy Wednesday. Good to see you. We're back here. We've been here live every single weekday, 10 a.m. Eastern. We go live on these things. Uh, and typically, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is Dave, Dave Sharp. And uh, my name's Matt. I'm the CMO here at Legendary, and I host on Wednesdays and occasionally other days if Dave's, you know, out on the links golfing or hanging with his uh, kids or maybe taking Aaron on a long weekend or something like that. But uh, typically, I'm hosting every Wednesday, and then I do a little fill-in here or there. We got Daytona Beach. We got Texas, Puerto Rico, Jersey's in the house. Where else? PA, South Africa. Hey, uh, I'm on the go today, so I'm on my phone, as you can see. Uh, if you can give me a little thumbs up and just confirm that my audio is coming through really clearly, um, that helps me just know that, hey, you can hear me, uh, you can see me okay. Mason, what's up? North Dakota. I'm from South Dakota. My wife's from North Dakota. Um, love the Dakotas. Just not in the wintertime, man. It's so damn cold down there. I just... Or, or up there, I shouldn't say down there, up there. That's why I moved to Phoenix. But anyway, different story for a different day. Hey, welcome in. We do these live. For those of you who just got here with us, there's lots of people tuning in, lots of people joining us right now. Um, I am live. I'm on the go right now. So as you can see, I'm not really in my office. But hey, it's 2020, 2021. It's the year and change of COVID and... Um, everybody's just working from anywhere, right? So who gives a crap? So um, we're just pumped that you're here. Uh, we do these live. Again, like I wouldn't be hanging out right here if we weren't live. This is not pre-recorded. And uh, we come on, we get real guests uh, who have either uh, taken our challenge or um, you know bought our blueprints or whatever and went on to have success in affiliate marketing or digital marketing. Some are in coaching and consulting. Like we've had people, uh, we've had people purchase our training and grow their hypnosis businesses. Uh, we've had people purchase our training, uh, our blueprints and go create relationship coaching businesses. So, uh, if you're here and you're wondering, is this just a buy it so I can sell it and, you know, just become an affiliate? No, that's not the case. Any any type of digital business you want to grow, whether it's selling other people's products as an affiliate, making your own digital products, coaching, consulting, uh, or even events and masterminds, we have training for it. And uh, we want to help you grow what you want to grow, not what we want to grow, right? So um, we're just all pumped that you're here and that you're tuning in with us. Uh, I want to bring on our guest today, uh, all the way from the UK. Uh, his name's James. James, are you out there, my brother? Yeah. Hello. Hello, awesome. Hello chat. So I am. Am I correct that you're from the UK? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just part of London. I wanted to make sure I didn't botch that. No. Uh, cool. You're 23. You're a, uh, a basically a graphic designer. Uh, mm -hmm. are you doing that freelance by yourself or do you work for a company or tell us a little bit about that? Um, no. So in the moment I work for a kind of a full service design agency. Um, I work in a small team of people, um, and yeah, basically build websites, create graphics, print design, branding, whatever it's included. And I do that as my nine to five, but then I also do my affiliate stuff on the side. Cool. 
that pays the bills. And then you've got all your other side hustles going on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, nice. Okay, cool. Do you, how do you feel about your job? That's always something that I'm curious in or interested in. Uh, did you, did you get this job by, you know, sort of going to like university and getting a degree in that, or did you kind of learn it yourself? Do you enjoy it? Tell us a little bit about, you know, your interactions with your job. Yeah. So, um, graphic design, I learned in school, I started doing it in school and then I chose to take it up in university as well. Um, I finished university pretty much a year ago. Um, today, well today, yeah, pretty much like two days off or something. Um, yeah, and then I, I did it during my time at university. We have a thing in the UK. I don't know if you have it in America where you can take a year out to work. It's called a placement year. Yeah, so we I call that a gap year. Yeah, so so it's like a gap year. So we I took a year out to work for this company. Um, and then once I finished my placement, I had to go back to uni for a year. But they offered me a full-time contract for once I finished my degree. So I'm now back at the company that I did the previous year at. Nice. Awesome. Very cool. I like that whole idea of a gap year. Um, I don't know. I, I've just always been a big fan of that. I'm also just a big fan of people, you know, doing whatever they want to do, but I don't know. I wish I, yeah. Anyway. Um, so you're in, you're in sort of your nine to five. Uh, you have that, are you mostly working from home right now? I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. So in the UK, we're in very kind of strict lockdown rules at the moment where you're not really allowed to work in the office. So I do have an office. It's not far from me. Um, but at the moment I just work in my home office. Okay, cool. Awesome. Which is, which is better because it gives me more time to do my affiliate stuff during the day as well. Right, right, right. That productivity level just went down a little bit, right? (laughs) Well, it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's just interesting. I feel like, um, my observation of the world is, um, I don't know. It's, it's a fascinating time. Like my observation of most of the world is that people have largely continued, uh, with their level of productivity or their level of sort of efficiency that they had before it. But I feel like globally it's gone down a little bit. (laughs) Like I feel like, but, but the interesting piece too, and you should, I, I don't know if you can speak to this, but I also have friends who, when they, uh, when COVID hit and they, they sort of, um, they got sent home. Right. And then suddenly they didn't have this black and white difference between their work and their life. And they started doing work at weird times throughout the day and their work life would bleed into their personal life. And they didn't really set hard boundaries. Like I've been working home from, from home for a long time. So that's actually been part of my life for a really, really long time. But I have like, I have friends and I know people and there's articles, a wall street journal article just came out yesterday about how, um, like people are just quitting their jobs because they can't handle setting the boundaries. They don't know how they don't have the skills. They don't know. So people are just quitting. (laughs) They're just like, all right, I'm out of here. I can't do this. Um, A lot of people are doing that as well. Now, what I think is quite good about my generation in particular is people don't enjoy their jobs. They won't stick in that job for 20 years. They're just going, they're just, they don't need it. They're like, I'm just going to go find something better, which I think is great (laughs) for everyone. And anyone that can do that is, very privileged, I feel. Yeah. So, all right, we got the nine to five. Now we've got sort of the whole affiliate thing. We've also, uh, just for everybody who's watching, we do a, a short little um, 
a short little like question and answer thing in, in the form of a, I don't know what you would call this, like a survey for our guests before they come on, just to give us a little background on them. And uh, you said that you had done a Pokemon channel on TikTok, which I freaking was just like, dude, uh, Pokemon is is like total total resurgence right now, and uh, people are talking about the, you know the values of things like NFTs or uh, digital art stuff like that. Um, and for some reason, I've just seen Pokemon around a lot more. But anyway, tell us a little bit about that as sort of your first, was that your first sort of like venture into content creation? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I've, I've done a few little bits on YouTube in the past on various channels, um, but never really stuck to it. But I really committed to this Pokemon kind of TikTok because I loved Pokemon when I was younger. And I got on the bandwagon just before it started becoming big again. I'd say it probably became big again maybe like eight months ago. So I started a channel maybe a couple of months before the big boom where I basically just created content, was opening packs and stuff on, on video. And it was crazy. Like the responses I was getting, I had companies approaching me, asking me to become effectively an affiliate for them. If I promoted their stuff, if they sent me stuff as well, I would open it on camera for them. Um, and it was, it was, it was really successful and probably, the most kind of gratifying thing for me about TikTok in general is with YouTube, it's all about kind of subscribers and average views. But TikTok, you never really know what is going to happen with a video. So you can post, if you posted the exact same video five times, you'd get five completely different sets of view counts. One would get like a million, one would get 500 views and it was crazy. But I managed to, I started a series that I hadn't seen anyone else doing because there was a few kind of Pokemon creators at the time. Um, and I started this one series and it was completely original. I'd come up, it, come up with it completely by myself and I was averaging so many views and there were channels with 200,000 more followers than me and my numbers were just blowing them out of the water just because I had this, like, I had this original concept. And then it got nice. to like December this year and I decided to kind of stop because, well, one, the money, even though it, it was an investment, I think I, I spent maybe like two, three hundred dollars in the end and now that collection's worth like four or five thousand but continuing to invest in it it is so expensive at the moment it's ridiculous so it got to like yeah. December and I was like I can't I don't want to feasibly do this at the moment until I build some other forms of income even though I was getting sent stuff I wasn't getting sent the expensive stuff like yep. the ones that are going to go up in value quick so I kind of called a quits on that but the okay. second I called quits on it no joke literally I, I was going through my TikTok like a couple of weeks later every other TikTok channel had taken the series that I'd started and they were all doing it, like all of them, because they'd all noticed I'd stopped uploading and I started privatizing videos and it just literally, all my feed was filled up with was this series that I'd started and that was like, it didn't bother me at all. I was happy for people to use it, but that was quite like, wow, I've actually made an impact on this whole community because it was people from everywhere over the world that were doing it, so. That's crazy, that, that, man. That's pretty mad. <laughs> That's really cool. That's really cool. I love it. So that's your first, you step into sort of the world of content creation. You come up with an original idea. It blows up. You're doing well. Uh, now you're sort of shifted into content creation a little bit in the make money online space, stuff like that. But you wanted to title, this was so, this was so cool and curious to me. You wanted to title uh, today, 
how to get your first 10,000 subscribers on social media, which I, or, or followers, right, on social media. So I, I want to just, I want to get into that. But first, I want to make sure that uh, the people, and, and I'm going to drip this out for people, but the people who are here with us live this morning, if you can comment that you're ready, because we're going to dive into exactly what this title is for today's show. We're going to dive into how to get your first 10,000 subscribers. And I want to see a lot of engagement. we got a, a, quite a few people here who are live. There's going to be a lot of people who watch these as a recording, typically a couple thousand. Uh, but for everybody who's here, Sarah's ready. Okay. Uh, who else? Roy is ready. Jill is ready. Amanda, Megan, Lori. Okay. Kathy. What's up, Kathy? Good to see you. William, Megan, Frank. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody's like just ready for it because I don't want you to miss it because this, this guy, James is, he's got it kind of figured out here and you could probably take some really great little nuggets. All right, James, I think they're ready, man. So, so let's, yeah. let's unpack it. I, I might have a few things to add or, or drizzle in or whatever, consider whatever I add to sort of be icing on the cake, but you're going to bring the cake here today. Tell us, because most people here have maybe very few followers or a few followers or whatever. Um, like, tell us just if you're starting over again from zero and you're like, all right, I, my goal, I want to get to 10,000. What are you going to do? How are you going to unpack that? When you titled this, what was in your mind? So kind of to, to give to give a bit of background, I've I've on TikTok now, I've gone over the 10,000 mark three times on three different channels. Awesome. Um, and I've also managed to do it on a few private Instagram accounts that I use separate, but also do affiliate stuff on them, just not for legendary. Um, but if I speak to, I, I want to talk specifically on TikTok because that's where I feel I have the best knowledge. And I feel that that's where a lot of people are now promoting. Yeah. Their- and, and our show is sort of a what's working right now. So yeah. I, I agree. Let's go into TikTok because it's obviously working right now. Yeah. I, I would say the two that work the most at the moment are TikTok and Pinterest for me personally. Yeah. Those two, are, I've seen the most engagement and obviously they're two free forms of um, traffic. So yep. for, for TikTok, I would say the, I think it's easy for me to say what I see people doing wrong um, within their first couple of months or sometimes weeks. You see people adjust. But often the first 1,000 followers is definitely the hardest by far. And what I see a lot of people doing wrong is they see channels, bigger channels. Um, For example, in the UK, I'd probably say there's only me and maybe two other people that have channels kind of above like the 10K mark, like I'm on 44,000 or something like that now. Um, I see a lot of people just copy what we've done. And that's absolutely fine. Like I did the same. That it's okay to make the same video as a bigger channel if that's performed well. One out of every three videos, you need yeah. to make two that are your own that you've come up, you've you found a trend on TikTok, and you thought, right, how can I turn this into affiliate marketing? And even if it doesn't perform well, keep doing that. One video can be copied; the next two have to be original. So I kind of have a two-on-one policy is what I try to stick by. Um, yeah. Yeah, what I what I typically tell people is 
is go and bookmark, actually look up TikTok on your computer, or you could do it on your phone too, but on your computer and actually bookmark videos from people that you respect or people that are in your niche. Maybe it's health and fitness, right? Go find health and fitness. Or on the decade in a day, what we teach, what I teach is go to channels like if you're in the dog training niche or if you're in the health and fitness or if you're like a relationship and dating coach, go find people in, in that niche and actually bookmark all their videos that are above, let's say, 100,000 views or a million views if they're a really big channel and bookmark them and then cat- and then sort them in the folder that you have them on your browser, right, bookmarked and sort them by the most to the least viewed. And just watch them and unpack and take notes on the formula just for those high watched videos and see what they do and actually become a student of their content. And then what you'll find is the more that you sit there and just you got a notebook open and you can write down, okay, in the first 10 seconds, here's what they do. The 10 seconds to 20 seconds, they're doing this and you'll you'll be able to become sort of a content I don't want to say it, not a curator, but like a student of content and then you can create your own stuff. So what you're saying though is um, study those things. Maybe if you're going to take like, let's say uh, I go into the um, relationship and dating niche, right? And I want to be a, I want to be a dating coach to dudes who can't find a date, right? They're just, mm-hmm. they just, they've been stuck for five years and they just can't land a date, right? And it seems like every girl's saying, no, they're doing something wrong. So, so, um, so they go in and they find a, another person in that niche they find. And that person has a video that's 2.6 million views, right? What you're saying is, Hey, literally go grab that video, make it your own, but you can take the exact formula second by second and recreate that video, change out a few things, but there's nothing proprietary about that video. Nothing. Nope. No, 100%. You can do that. Um, that. That is what I would encourage people to do because with TikTok, there are certain things that work better than others. So, for example, movement at the start of the video tends to do better. Mm. Um, usually saying some sort of tagline along the lines of, here are three reasons why, and then have it in little writing. The last one's the most important. So people have to stick around because with TikTok, what a lot of people don't realize, likes don't really matter. Mm. They, they don't really matter. The... the Two things that are the most influential is the watch time and the comments. Watch time. So you want to encourage people to comment and you need people to watch. Depending on how long your video is, you need people to watch. So what, I, what I've what i from personal experience on my channel, I sometimes get a little bit of stick from people like, why don't you post longer videos? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? It's because tendency is the longer you post the video, the worse it's going to perform just purely because of watch time which is fine but it's very i'd say it's very important to not get caught up in views on tiktok because i have i have so many examples not specifically on my well in fact i can use something on my channel now well actually another video but i had on another channel that i had before on the pokemon channel i gained um from one affiliate post i think it got something like eight hundred thousand views from that i gained thirty thousand followers from one video but then recently on my current affiliate channel, um, All Things Affiliate, I had a video that got 1.4 million or something like that. It probably gave me about a thousand followers. So it, it really depends like how you encourage people to follow you 
how you encourage people to interact with your content. And I know it sounds really bad, but I deliberately try to annoy people. Yeah. Like, I, I know it sounds horrible, but I'm British. I don't really care what people are <laughs> because we have quite thick skin. You know, yeah. we have dark humor and very thick skin. I couldn't care less what people say to me online, but I'll wind them up. I'll use it to my advantage because, yeah. for example, one of my videos got 800,000 on my current affiliate channel as well. And on that video, probably 50% of the comments were just people getting angry at me because they misunderstood the joke. But I deliberately uh, wrote the joke because I knew that they would misunderstand it. So I'd done like a bit of reverse psychology. So once I explained it to them, they were fine. Once I put it in the comments a few times, they were like, oh, that's fine. But this was after they commented. Then once they commented, it gets pushed out to more people. So then they're not angry with me. They realize I'm actually not being horrible. They then follow me. That video did really well. That video probably just for legendary marketer making over $1,000, just one video, because, because the interaction was so good. And I tend to find that when I do annoy people, it, it seems to perform better for the video. So, and it seems to help with interaction because of every five people that post hate comments, one other person will probably buy the product. That's yep. the kind of way I like to look at it. And as long as you can take that and have the thick skin about it, you just got to remember that you're never going to meet these people. They're never going to affect your <laughs> life that much. So, right. Yeah. And also, get to you. yeah, on the note of like, uh, so <laughs> annoying people is one way to do that. But also having weird, quirky things in your video. So, for instance, this guy, Austin, um, I, I was looking through his channel. He's an affiliate marketer. And he had this one video. It was the most viral video that he ever did. And in it, are you familiar with the service called Fiverr? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it's it's spelled F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, right? Mm -hmm. And in the video, he purposefully says he's he's unpacking like how to uh create a t-shirt design company right and he and he he purposefully says five rr.com rather than saying fiverr and mm -hmm. and his comments i think um the amount of comments that were like did you hear what he just said or like it was just like five rr.com with crying laughing emojis and all of the people just blowing up his comments because he he did yeah. that on purpose. But people were like, "Are you?" It worked. It worked. And people people do spelling mistakes as well. Yeah, yeah. Mill oh, yes. Millions. Do a spelling mistake. Do a spelling mistake. An obvious one. Yep. And people will comment, "You spelled this wrong." <laughs> oh, you don't know how to spell this. Um, you might make this much money, but at least I know how to spell. You get all these comments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I've now got 130,000 views. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I struggle with that a lot. Um, so this is a lesson for me, and I'm glad you brought that up again. That's a lesson for me because I'm I'm a, I, I'm like a perfectionist, and I like to see everything in just perfect little spaces and order and design and everything. And, uh, and one lesson that I've learned from Dave is that this also works in copywriting and sales pages. Typically a, a sales page that is, is designed perfectly has everything in perfect rows and boxes and everything converts way less, like infinitely less than a sales page that has things that are a little bit quirky or maybe like weird language or kind of out of whack and they're highlighted in weird, bold colors and just that kind of stuff 
it, it's the same thing. It catches somebody. It's engagement. It's mm -hmm. it, not that we're getting measured or anything, but uh, it, it captures somebody's attention. It's the same psychology as what you're talking about. That's so fascinating. I love yeah. that. And it, people, I, I, yeah, it works. Oh, it definitely works. I know it works because it, what I did as an example, one Thursday on our business blueprints webinar is I, as I took that video and I posted it to a different channel, I took it and I made the video while I was live demoing it for people. And I posted it to my own channel. I was like, here, I'm going to remake this video. Watch this. And I did the five RR thing mm -hmm. and I got, uh, this was, this was the, uh, I want to say maybe like the 10th video on the channel. There was less than a hundred followers and that video alone got 354,000 views yeah. <laughs> over the course of three months. And it was like hooked up to some random affiliate offer or something. And sales still came in through that offer months down the road. It's just insanity. But I love what you said there first about uh, creating one that's sort of modeled after somebody else's successful videos. And then for the other two, what kind of stuff do you do? I will literally take any sort of trend, um, any sound um, that's currently trending, because obviously TikTok is so important to get on the trends early. Um, I will take a sound, and I, I, it might take me all day to think of it. I'll just sit there and think, how can I turn this into something about the $7 course or just something about affiliate marketing in general? Because or, that's that's another thing, like, now that I'm on, now that I'm on a roll. Um, another thing I see, I feel like a lot of people make mistakes of it is they they only post videos where they're like, buy this course for seven dollars, 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 and it's like, whoa, right, chill. <laughs> post maybe post a funny video that's nothing to do with affiliate marketing. Yes. Just to get your traffic. I know that TikTok is based off of niches and it's important to attract your niche and not random people, but maybe post an informative video and then post a funny video. I don't want to see at the end of every single one of your videos learn in the link now because it it wears very thin very quickly. Like I think I I think I probably only say check the link in my bio. I actually went for a stage a couple of weeks ago where I didn't say it for like weeks. I was still converting, like I was still getting conversions every day, but I yep. wasn't having to say it. And it, it, because once you say that, I think a lot of people sometimes are a bit like, mm. and my best, my best ever converting video that made me quite a lot, probably like nearly $2,000 in a couple of days, that video, I didn't even mention my bio. I didn't, didn't mention it. I just, I just said like yep. what you could earn and then just left it that. I wasn't like, go check my bio, go follow me, go do this. Because you don't need to all the time. It's important to relate with people and yep. give yourself a personality rather than always come across like you're just trying to force a product down someone's throat. Yeah, of course. Like one of the, probably one of the most successful, uh, uh, really influential content creators uh, that that's in our community is a guy, his name's Calvin Hill. And he yeah. spoke at one of our most recent masterminds. And he's never doing that weird, like, buy from my link and purchase from my link. Like, he's just thoughtfully creating really powerful content. Mm -hmm. And and people see that and have a level of respect that they don't have when you're just $7. Yeah. 
you gotta buy it right now come on buy it go 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 to my link it's like what it like you sound like a used car salesman like sign on the dotted line sign on the dotted line come on come on you know it's mm. like it's like you took my keys and my and my cell phone and you're you know holding me hostage until I bought and and you're more likely also to get social media channels shut down by doing that too because people yeah. are going to start reporting you as spam and mm-hmm. your your channel's going to get probably going to get um, shadow banned too because people are going to constantly report your stuff and then they're like look you're creating a bunch of shit that like people don't even like. People are just angry about it or upset or they think you're spamming them or something. Yeah. So you're, you're totally right on creating content that's actually engaging. And the thing that people don't realize, this, this is the big thing that I feel like people do not realize, is that when you create this content that goes viral that has nothing to do with your offer, that has it, it might have something to do with your niche, it might be creative and fun and have to do a little bit with your niche, you're going to drive so much traffic because you're going to get so many views. Like people don't understand the volume of traffic that will, that will happen naturally and organically just from creating content that's creative and actually like we call it edutainment, creative content. That's, that's totally entertaining, but also you can sprinkle in, sprinkle in a little bit of education in there where people are like, damn, like that was actually, that was really interesting, but also like, that was funny. Like this guy's cool. That's the kind of person somebody wants to buy from. It's something we teach in our attraction code. It's something that like Dave's been teaching for years and years and years is like, people don't want to buy from scammy losers. They want to buy from people who are influential, who give off sort of a vibe and a feel of like, Hey, this person doesn't need me. They're not craving my purchase. They're yes. just here to share awesome content and I'm here to watch it and buy shit from them. Yeah. That's that's the real. I think that's kind of 100%. what you're getting at. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's important also um, that you plan, that if you're a TikToker in particular, you should plan what you're going to post and when you're going to post it. So, mm. for example, when I when I posted one video, if, if I'm being completely honest, as, as a TikToker, I know when one of my posts isn't great and I know when I have a feeling I'm like, I think this one might blow up. You, you once, you, once, once you consistently start getting the 20, 30 K videos and then the occasional 200 K and then the occasional 800 K, whatever, um, you start to get a gauge of what you think will actually perform well. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes one that you don't think will do well will, and then one you do think will do well won't, but you do start to get a bit of a knack for it. And, it's okay to not post content that you think is going to blow up. Like personally, recently I've been so busy and really struggling with creativity. So my recent few posts have been at so average and I've not really, I've not expected them to do well. Like my, my, my partner will be like, Oh, look, it's got 500 views in five minutes. Oh, that's really good. I'm like, don't worry. It will fall off. Like it won't. Cause I know, I know, I know how the algorithm works and I know from the early interactions, how it will perform. But what I would say is if you're going to post something that either winds people up or uses the 5RR tactic or something like that, and you think, right, this could get several hundred thousand, have a educational video to post straight after hmm. so that gives a snippet of information. So one of my videos got kind of like 800K, and that was just me talking about setting up a $3,000 funnel. Yeah. Um, 
and that blew up. That did really, really well. And then loads of people coming in, show us then, show us then. You don't show us anything. And then I was literally like, look at my recent post. And then I, I did a whole video, like in 60 seconds, I showed up, showed how to set up an entire Pinterest funnel nice. for niche. And it was one of the hardest videos I've ever had to make because it was so fast. Yeah. Um, but I posted that straight after. And that video also did extremely well because all these people were then looking at my page and then they were all like, okay, this guy posts educational stuff. You don't have to tell them everything. You want to tell them enough so that they then go to your service or product to learn more. And So smart. Yeah. So, so then when they go to your service or product to learn more, that's when you make the sale. But giving away a snippet of information to then encourage them to take a package of information is better than not giving them anything and expecting them to buy the full thing. That's marketing, baby. That's marketing. And some people go too far the other route. They give away everything. And they and give away like, everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got everything I need here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you yeah. want everything, then you're definitely not going to sell anything. So <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Like, it's nice to help people, but you're, right. you're in the affiliate business to make money out of it from the end of the, at the end of the day. So, yeah. Wow. Fascinating, man. That's so fascinating. There's a question down here. I wanted to just answer it if we can. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, Brian wanted to know, uh, do you storyboard or write things down? Do you use a teleprompter or anything like that? Um, I will occasionally, I, I wouldn't say I, um, storyboard. I would say if I hear a sound in the day, like for example, if I've got my notes now, I'll, I'll write down the kind of, um, the sound and then yep. I instantly think of, Oh, I could potentially use like, so like I've got all these notes here that are all kind of sounds and video ideas that I can then make later in the day. But that's yep. about as far as it goes. If I instantly think, okay, that sound, I could say this to it. I'll just write that sentence down just so I remember it for later because I don't know if I always will because I obviously work full time and stuff. Yep. Um, I don't use a teleprompter because uh, I'm quite good at, I don't make too many mistakes when I'm speaking. It doesn't usually take me too many uh, attempts. Um, I would say it's better to go kind of naturally anyway. I feel like if you're reading off a teleprompter all the time, it comes across a bit. If it's a really long piece, but the, 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 good, the good thing about TikTok is you can film five seconds here, 10 seconds there, 15 seconds there, and just move about a little bit. It's, it's not good to just stand in front of the camera and be like, today I'm going to show you how to set up a click funnel. And in that pick funnel, you're going to make ten thousand dollars in your first month. Like it, it, it doesn't doesn't work. It's better if you're if you're here and then you're here and then you're here. Like it, it instantly performs better because it keeps people engaged. You're moving. You're doing things. Yeah. Um, and then you don't have to remember long sentences. You just have to remember. You have to remember a sentence. 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 Like if if yep. any of you yep. want to go onto my TikTok and look at my videos, I very rarely speak for longer than like. 10 seconds. Yeah, totally. You, it's you shouldn't. Just, it's just quick, like snapping about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I tell people like when, when I'm doing those kind of videos, I, I tell people, give them a, a quick little hook five to like, it should be five seconds max. Like he, I'm going to show you how to blah, blah, blah in, in less than a minute. Here we go. Yeah. And then get into step one. And like each of those should be their own little five to 10 second snippet, like 10 seconds max. Yeah. Yeah. Max. Like, five seconds is like step one go here step two do this step three step four step five step six and then and then you can do like a quick like like and follow for more or you can just leave it you can just cut it off at the end 
And I even tell people to, at the very end of your video, have that cut as quick as you can on the last word that you say so that the video restarts quickly and people don't swipe. Because if you have this like three second, like, thanks for watching my video, what are they conditioned to do? They're conditioned to swipe. They're going to mm -hmm. go to the next video. Um, um, Amanda's curious if you follow, do you follow people back? Do you get a combo with them? Do you think it's like, do you do much engagement like that? People are always wondering that. Um, I did for a while. Um, I did quite a few kind of, uh, comment 5k and follow me and I'll send you a message where I would then push people. Um, and that does okay for getting followers and stuff. Maybe if you're early doors, um, but I don't follow too many people back now just because my, my channel at the moment in particular, it's really hard to keep track of. I don't know, like every time I go on it, I'll have likes from videos I posted like two months ago and then I'll have followers from here, there and everywhere. And it's just a bit like, okay, um, who do I follow? Who don't I follow? Right. Um, but I think if people ask me questions, so if people comment, on my video and ask me a specific question that I can't really answer in the comments, I will then follow them and message them directly. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I think, I think, uh, kind of what, what, um, she may have been getting at there is like, sometimes people are like, um, sometimes people are like, uh, after you post a video, you should go like and follow other videos so that you get on the for you page more or something like that. Like there's these weird theories I tell people, you can give me your feedback on what you think, but I just tell people, look, all of that's bullshit. What all that matters is your video, your content. That's all that matters. If you nail the video, you nail the content, it's engaging and you sort of hit the algorithm right where it needs to be hit. You get a lot of, like what you said, comments, you get a lot of engagement, you get a lot of view time. That video is going to go and your channel is going to go regardless of anything else that you're doing in terms of like, oh, are you liking, are you going live, are you doing a creator account, are you doing a business account? I've blown up accounts with one or two videos. Uh, I've taken I've taken a channel over 10,000 followers with one single video uh, and it was in the uh, manifestation and spirituality. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was one video. I went to this really popular channel, has 3 million followers. I found their most viewed video and was like, oh, okay, I'll get a different background and I'll put different text on this video, but it was just using a sound. Yeah. And it just blew up, you know? And it's like, this is just, this is not rocket science here. This is just finding something successful and modeling it. It's the same thing people do in the stock market. People model, uh, there's people on TikTok who model the stock choices of politicians and CEOs of huge companies. and because of our Patriot Act in the United States, that has to be made public. So everybody can see the stock choices of, of people who are in the Senate and the House of Representatives, and then they just copy them because they're exactly. like, oh, these people got insider information. Yeah, they, 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 know, they know what they're doing. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, completely, I completely agree with you about the whole, um, the whole following and liking other content that's similar. Like, that, that's not how TikTok works. TikTok puts out your video in the first... 20 minutes to a handful of people, depending on how they perform. There's four levels to TikTok. That's how the videos grow. There's four levels. Sometimes your video will skip. If you have a video that suddenly does 3,000 in the first kind of half hour and you're like, whoa, it's because TikTok has let you skip the first like two levels. Oh. And then depending on how it performs on that level, 
um, that will depend whether it goes viral or not. If it doesn't perform very well, that's why some videos, like I've had videos that have got 5,000 in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, whoa. And then it stops. And then it fizzles. Yeah. Yeah, it stops. So, so wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Before you go into that, though, the four levels, I, I'm with you in my mind on what those are, but everybody here might not be. What are those four levels? Just real quick. So I think it's, don't quote me on this, um, but I think it's, so the first one is the first handful. It sends it out to about 200 people. Yeah, it's like 200. Then, yep. It's like 200 people. And then depending on how they perform, it will then send them out, it then sends it out to like 2,000. Yep. And then... That is kind of where it goes for the first two hours. Then after that two hours, depending on how it performs, it will then hand it out to kind of ten to 50,000. And then depending on how it performs there, it will then go out to, um, to, uh, to 200 to 200,000 plus, basically. Yeah. usually how the videos perform. Yeah, and a lot of people in our community, a lot of people watching this and stuff like that, um, they, they'll, get, they'll get themselves to about... Uh, all of their videos are just showing like 200 views, right? It's like 190 views or something. It's like almost mysteriously that amount. What I tell people is like, hey, this is your test batch of people that they put it out to. They said, hey, let's show this to 200 people and see what happens. If it doesn't go beyond that, you're doing something wrong in your content. That's the end of the story. That that and Also, that 200 is completely random. That That is not based on your hashtags. It's not based on your niche. It's not based on anything. It's completely random. It, it's only it's the phase two um up to the two thousand people that's when they bring in um people that have got other related videos in their timeline and stuff so that's why i say it's pointless with the whole following and liking videos of other niches um or similar content because you know the first 200 people decide how well the video does and they're nothing to do with affiliate marketing or whatever you're promoting anyway yep damn that's powerful stuff right there. That's powerful stuff. People would do well to rewatch a good portion of this because you dropped a lot of awesome nuggets in this. This is one of the more informational, really like powerful. Here's some great tips to take right now and implement in your content creation. Um, so thanks for that, James. I really appreciate that. Do you have any? Um, do you have any thoughts on just you know for people who are here, they're new. I look honestly like a lot of people who watch these a lot of people have been in our community a long time they've been around the block they're currently trying to grow their business um in a lot of different niches and industries and all kinds of stuff but also um there's people who are here day one um like literally purchased our seven dollar challenge like 10 minutes ago <laughs> yeah. and they're like just discovering this world of of digital marketing, a freelance digital marketing, a content creation. Um, what would you say to those people who are starting the challenge today, who are kind of just, just getting started in this sort of digital world? I would say don't focus on the numbers. Don't pick, pick your niche, pick something you're interested in, pick something you're passionate about. Um, keep them separate. That's my personal preference. So if I was to do a TikTok now that was about fitness stuff, which is what I promote on Pinterest, I would make a new TikTok. I wouldn't do that on the current TikTok because I think then you've got more reach if you have two channels. Um, I would say just don't get don't get beat down about the clicks and look at, for example, on my click funnel for legendary marketer in particular, 
in my first week, I think I did just over a thousand. I only had about 40 people click my link and I did over a thousand. Whereas now I have God knows how many, but those 40 people were so niche and obviously very interested that I got more sales than probably the next 2000 people that clicked on it once I had a few viral videos. So the numbers really don't matter. It's the quality of the people you're bringing to your stuff. Right. Whether that's through ads or through Instagram or through Pinterest or through TikTok, it's all about the quality, not the quantity, as the classic saying goes. Yep. And don't, don't get it. beat down by it. It's very hard to not get caught up in numbers. That's why a lot of people stop YouTube. It's why a lot of people stop Instagram. It's all about the numbers. It's not. I can assure you it's not. Yep. Numbers doesn't mean sales. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, James. Um, we're gonna we're gonna call this thing a wrap for the day. Um, hey, we really appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your lunch break to come on here. Hopefully, we didn't keep you too long. But um, honestly, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for dropping some gems. No, thank you for having me. All right, see you, James. All right, take care. All right. Um, Dang, that was awesome. Hopefully you guys got some uh, got some good value from that. And uh, if you did, leave uh, leave him a comment. Uh, he'll look through and and see those comments. But geez, that was that was really great info. And um, yeah, hopefully you got value from that. Hey, we'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same place, Thursday and Friday of this week, same time, same place. Wake up, legendary. If you're newer or if you don't already subscribe to our text messages, you can text the number on the screen, 813-296-8553. You text W-U-L. You'll get a short little text message every time we go live. Um, and that little text, we don't pitch you. We don't sell you stuff in this text message. All it is is every day, 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, you're going to get a little text message that says, hey, we're going live and here's who our guest is today. Here's what we're talking about. So. Uh, make sure to get on that list and make sure to tune into these every single day. It's important to get a little dose of inspiration that it's, it's, you're filling your day with a, a quick jolt of 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour of impactful what's working now, but also you get a little bit of inspiration sprinkled in there too, of people who are actually getting results in their businesses. People who are totally brand new to this. I mean, James, yeah, he created some Pokemon thing last year. But he's like, he's been in this affiliate marketing industry for like, I don't know, 30 days or 60 days or something like that. So um, it's just a reminder that, look, even if you're, even if things are taking off a little slower, you're just kind of getting going. Look, there's a big, big, big space for you in whatever niche that you want to be in. So um, thanks for everybody for tuning in. We'll see you again tomorrow. 